And welcome to episode 420 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. Hmm. <clears throat> I'm Sean. And I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says. You know, sometimes I wish I did a little more with my life instead of hanging out in front of places selling weed and shit. Like, maybe be an animal doctor. Why not me? I like seals and shit. Or maybe an astronaut. Yeah. Like, be the first motherfucker to see a new galaxy or find a new alien life form. And fuck it. And people would be like, there he goes. Homeboy fucked a Martian once. <laughs> nice. Yeah. In honor of the 420 episode. <laughs> a little J. Yeah. Since neither of us partake. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but still. For those who do, feel free to light one up. <laughs> it's the 420 episode. Mm-hmm. How are you, sir? Pretty good, just hanging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, another day. Yeah. I've got, I'm, I'm going to send you a picture. Because you've got to see this. Okay. Um, this is the, the problem I'm experiencing in my backyard now. It's enough to make me want to strangle myself. <laughs> Let me know when you get the picture. Of course, if I was a professional, I would have sent it to you before we started recording, but that's not my style. That's so Your good. backyard. Yeah. What is that? Mulberries. Well, you have a mulberry bush. Yeah, but like it wasn't this bad last year. Like I looked out, I, I literally like I'm standing in my bathroom. I I looked out the back window, mm. and like the back yard, the 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 walkway was purple from just the mulberries that were falling off of that tree. Oh really? Like, I couldn't see the concrete. That's how thick it was. <laughs> I had to go and buy like a push broom. Yeah. To to sweep them away from the off the sidewalk. Yeah. And now I've got to like shovel them into a garbage bag or let them ferment, you know. Right. But it's like I mean I've been I mean I it was nowhere near this bad last year. Yeah. And like this year for some reason, like that that bush was just like mulberries for everyone. <laughs> right. Like, what a massive pain in the dick. Like every day, I gotta go out there and like sweep them now. <laughs> I'll say. I feel like like an old man out there, like you know, sweep sweeping the mulberries, sweeping <laughs> the sidewalk. You know. Yeah. This isn't how I want to live my life. <laughs> And like the, and the worst part about them is like, like Nancy's car, like birds fucking hate her. Like her car, it gets like covered in like shit. Yeah. And it's even worse because of the mulberries 
the birds were eating the mulberries and then shitting on her car. So it's like, you know, it's mulberry bird shit on top of that. I was like, this is fucking horrible. And her car is white too, right? Silver. But still, I mean, I mean, you know, my car is back there now. I finally got the snot a towed away. And, and uh, yeah, I've I've, I've <coughs> to a, a veterans charity. <clears throat> but uh, you know, like, like my car is back there, and like, like she has like mulberries like in like the like 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 in that section of, like like between the hood and the windshield, like where the windshield wipers are, and there's like usually like like a grill there or something. She's got like mulberries like all stacked in there. And like there's like mulberry juice like dripping down the side of her car. You can't see shit on mine. <laughs> right. You know. I feel bad for her. I took her car, I took it up like to like a, a had it professionally cleaned. Like through like one of those like I'd say like seventeen bucks, like, you know, have it go through and Guys like really scrubbered down, shit like mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah, I felt bad. And then like two days later, it's like just covered again. <laughs> nice. Wow, it sucks to be you. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, but yeah, I, I couldn't even like, like I had to walk through my yard because like you don't even want to track through that shit because it just gets all over your shoes and you're tracking it through your house. Yeah, you know? it's, it's yeah. Yeah, like sure. mul- mulberries suck. Yeah. You know, and like, I just don't know. Like, there's nothing I can do. I mean, you know, can't like have the tree ripped out or anything. But <laughs> not, not that I want to. I mean, it provides nice shade and stuff. But still, it's like, where where did this diarrhea of mulberries come from? And when does it end? <laughs> Like, I'm hoping like it like like goes through like this like like phase and then like the rest of the summer is just like you know done. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think it's how it works. You know, but I'm right. just you know, fingers crossed. This is what it's doing. Right, right. You know. See, so, yeah, I got I gotta get out there like next weekend. I'm not doing it this weekend. I said fuck it. I'm not doing anything this weekend. Next weekend, I'll go out there and shovel that shit. <laughs> Get bees out there, too. Yeah. We don't have a bee problem here. I'm sure, I'm sure that'll attract them, but... We don't have, don't have a bee problem. I have a bird problem. I, cause I got people all over this neighborhood, like, just with bird feeders everywhere. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think that's a problem. Like, I, like, it's like, why am I, why is it my car like getting shit on constantly? Like, well, it's because like the people next door have like five bird feeders. The people across the alley from me have another five bird feeders. The people next door to them have another four or five fucking bird feeders. Like, bird feeders all over this neighborhood. <laughs> Fuckers are so fat. <laughs> you know, no wonder they're dropping duck giant mulberry turds all over Nancy's car. Mm-hmm. Surprised they're getting their asses off the ground. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. So did you watch Loki? Yeah, it's pretty good. 
That was very good. Again, a different pace. Well, I, I mean, it's a completely different show, but man, is it, it it's just got that right amount of kooky that I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know. I like Owen Wilson a lot. Yeah. I do. I like yeah, so do I. Like, I wonder what his agenda is, though. Yeah. You know, like, not that I think he's a bad guy or anything, at least not yet, but like, clearly, like, he has an agenda of some type. Oh, for sure. You know, that you know, nobody else at the TVA agrees with. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I'm intrigued to see where this all goes. Yeah, so far it's, you know, like the first episode was good. And, like, I mean, all the first episode really does is just set up what the hell the TVA is. Yeah. Which I liked. Right, I mean, I mean you, you know. have to have, you have to explain it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, these, are, these are the ground rules of, of this, for lack of a better term, dimension. Yeah. You know, within time space. Right, right. I mean, like, the fact that they're like just like Infinity Stones, like you know, kids like, yeah, some guys use them as you know paperweights. <laughs> Loki's just like, what? Right. <laughs> no. Totally different. Place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it's pretty good. <sighs> yeah, but it's like one of those things where like. I don't ever remember the, this stuff from the comic books. I don't either. Yeah. Like, I, I, there's a lot of stuff I could say, like, you know, from WandaVision and from, you know, Falcon, the Winter Soldier. Like, I'm like okay, yeah, I kind of remember stuff like this from the comic books and stuff. This shit, I'm like, I got no fucking clue. Yeah, it's brand new to me, too. I, I am just along for the ride at this point. <laughs> you know. Damn pizza glasses. Loud. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, even like Hiddleston kind of like coming to the realization, like even like the whole thing about like I don't like to hurt people, but I do to keep up the illusion. Like I mean, that was a great scene. That was really done by Hiddleston. What's that? That scene where Hiddleston's like, I, I don't like to hurt people. I, I, right, I right. do it for the illusion. Right. You know, it, that was a really good scene. Right. You know, I, I like I, I thought that was like really well done by him. Like, because we know the character really well, and it's like it was interesting to like kind of watch him watch where he goes. Like, this is the end. Like, he sees Thanos snap his neck. Right. You know, there is no other sun sunrise. You know, like you know. The sun was, the sun's not going to shine on your face again, as you know. He, he told Thor, and like all those realizations kind of coming to him, like it, it was. I, I mean, we all know Hiddleston's a very good actor, you know. Right. But like, I mean, it kind of like it allowed him an opportunity to get out of like 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe, quote unquote, like you know, and be his own entity. Right. You know, he so much of what Loki does is what you know, as much as Loki stands out, he's still, you know, behind the Avengers. He's behind Thor. You know, he, he he's not, you know, let, so letting Hiddleston be front and center and and kind of act his ass off a little bit. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, I think we're going to get a series full of that. So. I certainly hope so. <laughs> you know. I think Owen Wilson's a good counter to him, too. At least he's playing it right so far. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. he's, he's so sharp. Right. You know, and like... Like even that scene, like, I mean, it was from the trailer, but he's like, you see, I know you love the lie, and you just lied right there, because I know you love the talk. Right, talk, right. Talky, talky, talk. You know, I mean, that's... Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think... <sighs> I think it's interesting when you get an actor like him, like, you would never assume he would ever be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. You know? He's not he's not a hero type, but yet you found a way to fit him in and his his skill set as an actor works very well with what they're trying to do. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I agree. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <sighs> oh no, that's it. That's uh, I mean, I've been watching again, I'm I'm powering through Stargate SG one. I'm I'm in season seven now. Three more to go. I watched uh, Sweet Tooth. Did you? I, I, I've I been was hesitant it. to watch that. It's pretty good. I've heard it's very good. I just don't know if it's like my cup of tea very good. Like, I mean, I know it's based off of a comic book, you know, which I guess DC owns the rights to. Mm. I know it was produced by Robert Downey Jr. But, mm. you know. Like, I, I don't know, like, there are some things that, like, I just kind of, like, I'm not doubting it's good, but I just don't think it would have been for me. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might, enjoyed all I'll, episodes. I'll, I'll probably end up watching it just because it's been raved about so much. Mm. I just I just hope I like it. Like, I, I don't want it to be something where I'm like, you know, again, like, I'm sure it's good. It's just, will, will it be something for me? Yeah, I liked it just because I liked it more and more as the show went on. Put yeah. it that way. Like, I wasn't sure about when I finished the first episode. Then I got into the second and third episode, and I kind of liked it a little bit more. And then by the fourth, I was hooked. Yeah. So and then I wanted to see the end of it. You yeah. know what I mean? And so the ending paid off. It's pretty damn good. I mean, like, um. Yeah, it's pretty good. The guy, yeah, it, the main guy. Well, not the main guy. I mean, the story's about Sweet Tooth, which is the kid. Yeah. But he befriends a guy. Yeah. Um. You know, he's ex NFL player. Yeah. Huge lineman. Yeah. I'm a, or defensive, you know, whatever. He's huge. He's like six seven, six six, yeah. four hundred pounds easy. Can't remember the name of the actor, but 
he is really good. Yeah. And so I enjoyed that part of it. Once he yeah. kind of hooked up with him, it kind of took off. Yeah. Which I really liked. So. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's pretty good. It got like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Mm. Like I don't know how DC, like that, that would be. It's a. It's part. I think that's part of their Vertigo imprint. I think it is. Yeah, Vertigo. Which, which is like their non-superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. So and sometimes they treat it like a lot like like independent, even though it's not. Yeah. Like I, I know the Losers was a Vertigo production. Yeah. 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 Or public publication. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but I so I don't know how they treat treat that as far as like how long does like the book go on for? I think it was a limited series. Okay. The book was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean I know like like um I'm looking right at it. Image, image, because I mean, M- Image has done a lot of stuff. Like they did a, I, The Walking Dead. It was an image book. Mm. Um, uh, what you call it here? Spawn was. Actually, no. What? Yeah, Spawn. No, no, Spawn wasn't an image. Yes, it was. Was it? Okay. Well, I thought Why the Last Man was an image comic too, but it was uh that was Vertigo. Yeah, Spawn was the I think the first comic ever released by Image. Yeah. No, yeah, that's McFarlane. Right. Yeah. Remember McFarlane left Web. Yeah. He left yeah. Marvel and created Image. For some reason, I thought that was another company, but you're right, it's Image. Yeah, Spawn, Savage Dragon, yeah. Wetworks, all those people. Yeah. Because Saga was is an Image book, mm. but. Which was written by Brian K. Vaughn, but he and he also did Why the Last Man, which is going to be on uh, Hulu. Mm-hmm. And that's a Vertigo Im- uh, book, but I thought I thought that was an Image as well. Mm. So I can't wait for that. I can't wait to finally see, and I hope that does well. Why the Last Man? Yeah, yeah, but uh. Other than that, I did I did not, nothing this week. I was uh, I was focused on um, Stargate. <laughs> like I'm reaching a point where like I'm I, I like I want to finish it to say I finished it, but I'm mm-hmm. reaching a point with it because it's so many fucking seasons. It's ten seasons where I'm like, I'm ready for it just to be fucking done. Really. You know, I, I am. I'm like kind of reaching that point now. But, you know, I get it. Yes. You know. But I power through. I power on. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's a well done show. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna deny that. It's, it's, it's. I can see why it has the following it has, and why it's had so many spinoffs and shit. But um, I'm just at a point with the show where I'm just like, man, they ran this movie maybe a little too long. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, so, as we jump in the old show proper. Okay. I found this article. Today, 
and it was from the Cape Cod Times. Okay. I'm not even gonna. I'm just gonna read you the headline. I was completely inside. Lobster diver swallowed by humpback whale off Providence Town. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So apparently this dude, Michael Packard, he's a lobster diver. And he, he's out. He was surrounded by a fleet of boats that were fishing for a striped bass. <laughs> but he's he's diving for lobsters. He's, he's not using... He's, a guy, he's one of those guys who just goes down and plucks them right off the bottom of the, of the ocean. Yeah. And uh, he said, there are a bunch of fish swimming by, but about 10 feet from the bottom, Packard suddenly knew what it felt like to be a part of the chain, the, the, food, the ocean food chain. When something truly biblical, Packard was swallowed by whole by a humpback whale. All of a sudden, I felt this huge shove, and the next thing I knew, it was completely black. Um, I could sense I was moving, and I could feel the whale squeezing with its muscles in its mouth. Initially, Packard thought he was inside a great white shark, but he couldn't feel any teeth and hadn't suffered any obvious wounds. It quickly dawned on him that he had been swallowed by a whale. I was completely inside. It was completely black. I thought to myself, there is no way I'm getting out of here. I'm done. I'm <laughs> dead. Outfitted in, with scuba gear, he struggled, and the whale began shaking its head so that Packard could tell he didn't like it. He estimated he was in the whale for 30 to 40 seconds before the whale finally surfaced. I saw a light... And he started throwing his head side to side. And the next thing I knew, I was outside in the water. Packard's sister, Cynthia Packard, spoke with crewman Josh Mayo, who relayed some of the details to her. Say, um, all of a sudden, the action was at the top of the water. Um... When the whale flung her brother back into the sea, Mayo picked him up, called by radio to shore, and sped back to the Provincetown Pier. The Provincetown Fire Department ambulance took him to the Cape Cod Hospital. Thank God it wasn't a great white shark. He sees him all the time out there. He must have thought he was done. All right, so, and it goes on to this totally like, like, this is like an extraordinarily rare instance where a humpback whale has actually, you know, put a human in its mouth. Right. You know, they're, they they don't have teeth. They're they're you know, and its esophagus is too small to actually swallow a human. Mm. Um, it says here, that, you know, feeding humpback humpbacks in injuring swimmers and divers, especially instances of swallowing them, are so so exceedingly rare as to be non-existent. The esophagus on non-toothed whales is too small to actually swallow a human but they could wrap their mouth around a large object and spit it out. Um, unlike tooth whales like orcas, baleen whales that filter out small schooling fish do not explore or cause injuries with their mouths. They generally use their tail. Um, so here's my problem. 
Like, you know, this guy's going on to say, like, you know, yeah, Michael Packard's a pretty smart guy and exceptional diver. For for that to happen to him, you can ensure, be sure he did everything he was supposed to do. Um, Packard had no broken bones. Uh, said he'd return to diving as soon as he was healed. So, but here here's my problem. So you're you're in shark infested waters. Like you've just admitted. Like I've seen great whites quite a few times in my times out there. Mm. You know, we've all seen Jaws. We know they love. New England. Mm-hmm. Why are you out there alone? Number one. <clears throat> I don't think he was, right? No, he, he, there's nobody in the boat with him. He was by himself. I thought his they, sister was there. No, she. This was information she got from some, the guy who who pulled him out of the water. Uh-huh. So why are you diving alone in waters known to carry great white sharks? Right. And two, how is your head not on a fucking swivel? <laughs> like, right. Like, oh, oh, like you. It's a humpback fucking whale. <laughs> like, like, how did you not see that coming from like I don't know, five hundred feet away? <laughs> you know. With plenty of time to kind of like get out of its fucking way. Well, I don't think New England water is like Mexican Coon water. No, I get that. I'm not doubting that. But I'm just saying, like, it seems like this would be something. Like, how are you so focused on fucking grabbing that lobster from the bottom of the ocean that you didn't think to, like, look left or right to just check for traffic? Yeah. You know, like, it seems. It seems like something that fucking big that could swallow you, you should have been able to see from a great distance away. Right, right. Even in the water. Like, I understand visibility is a bit murky, but still, you should have had time to be like, hmm, I think it's a whale. I don't think he, he probably didn't have time, dude. Like, he didn't even know what he was doing. That's my point. Even if you sit there and say, like, okay, like, I, I saw it at the last minute. Like the wa- the 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 water wasn't I wasn't able to have that good of visibility. I was trying to get to the bottom. And the next thing I knew, it you know I'm in a whale. Like, like he was this a, was a humpback. Yeah. So that's a huge whale. It's a big ass <laughs> whale. Yeah. And you're telling me you didn't you like just miss this? <laughs> I, again, I'm not an experienced diver. I've never been in the ocean, so like I, I'm ignorant. That's why I'm asking these questions. Like, right. how did you, how, how did this not, like, like, how did you not, like, go, hey, there's a humpback whale coming my way? Yeah, I don't think you would see it. Okay. It's not like, it's not like you're diving in what you see in, like, Mexico or clear blue waters, because I, I don't think it's clear blue waters. No, it's not. It's New England. I mean, I get that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, the Atlantic, and it's. It's a little bit murky up there. I, I, I get that, but I just, I don't know. Like, I, like my head would be on a fucking swivel. <laughs> like, because first, like, 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 the thing is, like, you're in what, you're in the known, uh, someplace known for great white sharks. Right. That alone would have me, like, 
like looking left and right at all times. Like I, I, I'd be like checking my six. I'd be doing crazy Ivans. I'd be doing whatever I got to do to like make sure there is no great white shark snatching my ass up. Yeah. You know, maybe this is why he makes good money. Cause he's so focused on that lobster. He, you know, he's, he's, his head isn't on a swivel. <clears throat> right. But man, me after that first sighting, Fuck this shit. <laughs> I'd have my my bat shark repellent, and I'd be uh, I'd, I'd be on uh, all times. I you know, he's on a football field. Keep your head on a swivel. My head would be on a fucking swivel. I don't know. That's a I, profession I don't know anything about. No, no. I mean, and more importantly, like to, at this point, like after this incident, if it was me, I'd be using lobster traps. Right. You know, I'd be like, yeah, how how, how do they do that in the in the the, the <laughs> up there in the Arctic? How, how do they do that up there in Alaska? That's I, that's what I need to do from now on. Well, they trap shit, up there. I think. Yeah, they still trap there too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I would be like full time trapping. Like I wouldn't be diving anymore after this shit. <laughs> this guy's like, yeah, I'll be right back in the water. Fuck that. <laughs> it's nuts. He's lucky somebody was around. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's the shit nightmares are made of. <laughs> right. You know? I wouldn't be able to sleep after that. <laughs> I almost died. Well, no, not really. You couldn't swallow you. Don't tell me fucking that. I was in its mouth. <laughs> it was right, not like a SpongeBob cartoon. Right, right. You know, I couldn't light a fire in there if I wanted to. <laughs> That's crazy. That is. It's fucking nuts. Like, I read that article and I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that was that. That was a little bit of the crazy news. And then, then there's this. Brian Fuller, who is a highly regarded writer, mm. he, he's been involved with, you know, he, he was the creator of Hannibal, mm. uh, Pushing Daisies, Dead Like Me, <laughs> Gods. I, I believe he also was... Uh, I think he wrote the pilot for Star Trek Discovery. Okay. Um, he is going to make his motion picture directing debut. Okay. With a remake of Christine. <laughs> Why? So, Fuller will direct the Christine reboot for Sony Pictures and, and Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. Um Fuller will also write the adaptation, first published in 1983. Christine was previously adapted into a film directed by John Carpenter that same year. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, uh, that would make his directorial debut, blah, blah, blah. Jason Blum is producing for Blumhouse with Vincent, yeah, blah, blah, blah. 
So published in 1983, Christine was Stephen King's eighth novel, and if I'm being honest, it's not one of his best. In fact, it's kind of a mess. There are multiple narrators and the stories all over the place. Um, but Carpenter, the Carpenter movie, uh, it was published a John Carpenter movie adaptation at the big screen. Carpenter himself said that he only made the movie because he needed a job. After the box office disappointment of the thing, but it's pretty damn good. It's stylish and greatly improves the book. I'm usually the author of this for Slash Film. States, I'm usually resistant to the idea of anyone trying to cover the same ground with John Carpenter because why even bother? Nobody does it better. But I'm also a big fan of Fuller. I'm very curious to see what he does with this specific material. If Fuller makes Christine half as wild and innovative as Hannibal, we're going to be in for something special. So, like right off the bat, like I, I, I heard you say, why even bother? <laughs> And I kind of in agreement. Like I let you know, it does. I was like shocked that this was being done. Ah, you liked Christine. I didn't. So I didn't like Christine. Well, I I kind of agree with the author. Like, I think the the book was a bit of a mess. Yeah. But I, I thought you know Carpenter made a a, a pretty good movie. Um, I think if you put anybody in the else in the main in the lead role of that kid, I think it'd have been all right. I think yeah. it'd have skated by. But that kid, I I can't stand that kid. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. I couldn't stand him in Billy Jean. I couldn't stand him in Back to School. I I, I can't stand yeah. the actor. No, I, I get that. You're, and you're right. I, I I mean, you know, I'm not gonna say he was perfect in the in the part, but you put any other actor in there, Christine might have been able to have been pulled off. But yeah. He's just, he's just not a good actor. Yeah. To me, I mean, yeah. some people may love him. I don't know, but not I. Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, so based upon that, like, so you know, because of the the poor choice of lead actor in in Carpenter's movie, which you know, shocking to hear you poo poo a Carpenter movie. I know. I just Christine just was not good. Yeah. Um. I have no is idea the, who I would want to be in that position. Right. Like I get that. Like I mean, it's it's a it like you know, it's a hard. I guess the thing becomes this: like, I mean, you're, if you're rebooting this, are you going to change the car? No, I don't think you can change. You could you could not. Change. I don't think you can either. But they did it with B. I mean, like, oh, but like, okay, the in the transform, I mean, that's a completely different scenario for two reasons. One, I mean, we're, we're talking about fucking what's his name is the director who wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't know how to use a Volkswagen. Like he needed he needed a Camaro, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wrong. I mean, I get it. I'm just saying that I guarantee they're going to change the car. I don't think so. I mean, I'll be honest. If if, if they change the car, cause like think think of it this way: like that car is iconic. Like you you believe a car like that? This is a '57 Chevy, right? This is a '57 Chevy, yeah. yeah. Like the '57 Chevy is iconic. Yeah. The fins, like the way it looks, everything about a '57 Chevy 
It screams iconism. So let's say you're going to say to yourself, okay, we're going to set this in modern day and we're going to go back 30 years and uh, use a car from 30 years ago, kind of like they, you know, King did. You know what? You went tw- you went back 25 years. <laughs> you know, you go back 25 years. There's not a car from the fucking 90s that's anywhere near iconic. No, I agree. Like there's nothing out. You would sit there and say, like. It ha- the 57 Chevy makes sense because, like, the scenes where she repairs herself, like, the metal reforming and everything, that 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 makes fucking sense. Like, you can't do that, like, with, you know, a 95 Impala. <laughs> right. You know. No, I get it. I'm, I'm just know, telling you, they're going to change the car. I just, I just don't see how you could change the car. To something from the from the nineties. Yeah, I hear you. Based, or even the there's no car that's that that that's been made in that time period, like from like. Mm, I don't know about that. When you start getting into the muscle car area, <laughs> so what? You're you're so what is it? It's like, it's like a. A 2000 Dodge Charger? No. No, what I'm saying is like, you said there hasn't been an iconic car since the 57 Chevy. And I was like, I don't no. know. When you start getting into the muscle cars, the Roadrunners, the 69 right. Camaro. Right, okay, no, the no, I, I, but I was, I was going to say from like 1980. Oh, no. Like, no, you're right. Like, I mean, in the 70s, the 60s and the 70s, when the muscle car came to be, I mean, you know. But also, I don't want to see like, you know, I don't want Christine to be like, you know. A 77 Pontiac Trans Am bandit style. <laughs> you know, that wouldn't make any sense either. Right. You know, like, like I don't want to see, like, if they the change only car the car. The only car that I can possibly see them doing with it from the 80s and 90s is possibly the Corvette. But that's the only car that I can see them doing something like that too. If they change it's, the if they change the car, I'll shit all over this movie. <laughs> I will have, I, if, they change, if they change the car, I will have no problem shitting all over this movie. I, I that'll see it either way. But yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that I bet they change the car, and the only car that I can see from that, if they were going into the 80s and 90s, the only car that I can see them doing is possibly either a Corvette or a Firebird. I mean, that's the only th- cars that I can think of that are have any kind of iconic, you know, look. 1983 Trans Am kit style. Yeah. That's awful. I know, but I mean, like, you think of those cars back then. There was only a couple cars that really stood out big time. It wasn't a 1987 Maxima, I can tell you that much. No, no. You know what I mean? So you're going to go into the Corvette and Firebird. And, you know what I mean? That air, that kind when of... Did, when did they stop making Firebirds, though? Because, like, like, I mean, Pontiac kind of went away, like, in the 90s. Yeah. I, I don't know. And, I mean, Chevy, like, GM transitioned, like, 
the Camaro became their muscle car of choice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even think Ford had a muscle car. In the muscle type car. I'm not going to say a muscle car. But that kind of iconic looking car. Yeah, well, I mean, like, in the Mus- 80s, they so completely changed a Mustang. Yeah. Like, it was still a fast car, but it was a piece of shit fast car. Yeah, the Ford Cobra. But again, like I mean, yeah, that, that was a, an '80s or, Mustang that was like just garbage. The Cobra GT. Yeah. It was still. Mm. A, uh, yeah. I don't know. Look, I, look, I'll say this: I don't see Carroll Shelby going back. Like, I don't remember Carroll Shelby doing much of anything with those Mustangs. Shelby Mustangs pretty quick though. Yeah, but he wasn't doing much with those those '80s versions. Oh. Is my point? Like, I mean, even he was just like. These are fiberglass pieces of shit. Remember Cobra? <laughs> what the Sylvester what Stallone that? movie? Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> You're the disease. I'm the cure. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> Classic. Classic Stallone. Yeah. Who knows, dude? I'm telling you, they're going to change that car. I would be shocked. I think if you put that car into time and space, in time and place, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It may, but it makes more sense to restore an old. Even now, it makes more sense. Like if you could find, like the shell of a '57 Chevy, like. Those still sell for big money. Like, like a, a, a junked out 57 Chevy sells for big money. So if you, you get a kid who, like, finds one of some dude's farm and, like, buys it for 20 bucks, you know. Yeah. Like, it, that makes more sense to, like, like where a kid would be, like, taking the time to restore that. Yeah. Than it would, you know. I found an 85 DeLorean. <laughs> The cocaine's still good. <laughs> right. Dude, DeLorean parts sell for... Ex- dude. Oh, yeah. I think I, I think I saw a rearview mirror. No, uh, like a side mirror for sale one time on eBay for like $2,500. Sick. It's the most overrated car ever. <laughs> it handled like a fucking brick. But it's the movie that made it. Yeah. The collector's it. Just because it was in that fucking movie. Yeah. It, it, but like it handles like a Thank fucking God brick. <laughs> I'm, I'm no. glad that Florian was in that movie. It just made sense. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, I'm not, but like, it's just, it's funny because it's like we, we, as a culture, not me personally, but as a culture, we like, Oh, the DeLorean was so fucking cool. It was a piece of shit car. It handled like a brick. It had zero acceleration. Yeah, it was a garbage car. It was a garbage car. I'm not gonna I'm, deny that. Yeah, but it's like we, as a, as a society, like as a pop culture society, we like worship those things. And and so because of that you're right. Like you know, 
like a side mirror that goes for twenty five hundred bucks. <laughs> you know, sick. It is. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, all it's the same thing with like the like the seventy seven Trans Am's a piece of shit too. Like it was fast, it was straight line fast, but like it didn't handle well. Right. You know. Oh, Pontiac's Pontiac's answer in the eighties was the Fiero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was exactly it. Yeah, because because the, the 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 problem was like you know. Straight line, the Trans Am was cool, but uh, the second you had to make a turn, you know. The Fiero was like driving in a go-kart. Oh. What the fuck was that thing? You want to talk about a go-kart? It was a cool fucking car. Jason Knoll had. It was a Honda. A Honda Civic Sport Coupe. I think. Like, no joke. It sat like six inches off the fucking ground. Uh-huh. It had like, it, it had a, a a hard top roof that you could just completely take off. Uh-huh. And like, it was a two seater. Like it, it was, I, I honestly, whenever we rode around that thing, like, like if I, and I, if I sat up, like if we took the roof off and I sat up, my head was over the, the, uh, the windshield. <laughs> like when the in the winter, like when the hood when the roof was on, like I had to scrunch down the fit in that fucking car. Yeah, it moved. It was a cool yeah. little car, but <laughs> I get I, I honestly I felt like I was riding a go kart in that fucking thing. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Anyway, what else? Yeah. Oh, it's classic, the Pontiac Fiero. I forgot about that piece of shit. And the Fiero GT. Oh, well. Because the Grand Tour. <laughs> I had one for about four days. My buddy borrowed my truck. Do you remember <laughs> that? No, I don't. <laughs> we traded cars for like four days, and I had a Fiero for four days. <laughs> so I did. Must have been. I don't remember the year. Yeah, that's funny. You were like, "Yeah, I need my truck back." Yeah, I wanted my truck back, but even my truck was small. I mean, I had a Ranger at the time. Yeah, you had a Ranger, but still, I mean, that was still higher than a Fiero. <laughs> no, that Fiero is. Huh. The only like sports car I really liked back then. I I don't know why, but I I loved the Toyota Celica. I thought that was a badass ride. Yeah. Had like that. Had almost an hourglass shape. Yeah. It was a weird shaped car. I mean, there was the Nissan NSX, which yeah, was never feasible. But Celica, I almost bought a Celica. Yeah. Thank God my mom made me uh, change my tune. It was a badass car, though. I loved it. My first but, car was almost a GTO. Oh, wow. You should have bought that. I was trying to. My dad fucked me over on it. Are you serious? Serious. I mean, and smartly. I mean, I'm 16. So you got a love truck? I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, he, 
we went to go look at it. It was 500 bucks. Uh-huh. This kid was selling it for 500 bucks. Oh, it looked good. It was blue. I'll never forget this. I mean, it was it was a blue. It was beautiful. My dad got underneath it, and he's like, it's tripping tranny fluid, Sean. I'm like, well, can we fix it? He's like, no, no, you don't, you don't want to get involved in that. It's too much money. I'm like, okay, so I never bought it. Years later, he admitted to me. He's like, we, when you took that thing for a test drive, I knew it was going to end up wrapped around a tree. So I told, I, I told, I, he's like, he's like, cause like, he's like, he, he looked it over. He's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to, we'll think it over. We'll get back to you. We get in the car and he, we're driving away. He's like, yeah, it's dripping tranny fluid. You don't want that. And years later he admitted to me, he's like, I made it up because you would ended up wrapped around a, a, a fucking telephone pole. You think? Well, that's what he's told me. No. Do you think you oh, would have? That's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have, I would have been so badass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, pulling in the school in a fucking GTO. Yeah. Like, I, I'll never forget. Jack Knoll had a '77 Camaro. Uh. That Camaro was the, it, it was a death trap piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he let me drive it around one day. He, he's like. I'm doing something. I need you to go. Can you go do this for me? Here, take my keys. Me and Scott Jenkins are driving around in this fucking Camaro. And women are just like, hey, hey. If I would have had myself at the age of 16 a fucking GTO, I would have been picking you up. (laughs) And we would have just been like just knee deep. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. Just yeah. like, this is how we ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That sucks. Yeah, it's like a '68 GTO. Oh my god. Yeah, it was beautiful. Prices right too. Oh yeah, I mean, everything was right about that car, and. The old man was like, nah, I don't think you should get it. Yeah, I got this four-cylinder piece of shit we're going to buy. <laughs> How long did you have that thing for? The love truck? Yeah. Hey, two years. Yeah? Yeah. What did you get after that? After that, I was driving... Dad, Dad had a, uh, a '74 Nova. Mm. I drove that for a few years. Like my senior year, I had that car. That was a sweet car. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it didn't look. I mean, it was it was a '74 Nova, but um, like I, I think somebody like bored out the engine on that thing. It had some get up and go. Novas did have get up and go. Well, I mean. They had good stock engines, but the no the great thing about the Nova was it was built to be modified. Like it was built to hold an eight cylinder engine. Yeah, yeah. So like a lot of times people were taking those sixes out of that and putting in the eights. Like my dad's friend Tim had a seventy two Nova that had a Corvette engine under the hood. <laughs> Like that car literally, like literally, if you had put wings on it, it would have flown. 
Like, it was, like, that badass. Well, another thing about Novas, too, is they were incredibly light. Yeah, that was a thing. Like, they were the lightest car. I think it was at the time period when the 68, 69, 70. I think at the time period, they were, like, one of the lightest muscle cars you can buy. Because they went Chevy Nova, Chevy Chevy Nova, Chevy Camaro, Chevy Impala. Yeah. SS. Yeah, like the Nova was deliberately oh, designed for you to be able to fuck with it. Right, right. You know, it was not meant to be a grandma grandpa car. It was meant to be modified, you know, and and tinkered with. Which was like what was that? Like, what was that green monster Pap used to drive around? Oh, wasn't it a coupe? Well, I mean, what the station wagon? No, the green one. Remember that green beast he used to drive around? Yeah. Not the station wagon. Yeah. I can't remember what that was. I can't either. No, the only, my only memory, it always had muffler problems. Yeah. <laughs> Something always wrong with the exhaust in the damn. Yeah. Dying in the backseat. <laughs> then, then the the old man had that one that uh when I was younger I was like twelve or thirteen. The black one. Yeah. The it was the a neons. Yeah. It was a um an Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme Sports Coupe. Yeah, I think it was badass. It, it had a four hundred four barrel under the hood with a glass <laughs> pack. Yeah. That thing had a rumble to it. Yeah. Like it was, that was a straight up Street racer. <laughs> Where do you get that from? I don't know. He, I mean, he like him and his, like his buddy Tim like like would would need a car and Tim would be like, yeah, I got so and so selling this for a thousand dollars. You know, next thing you know, that's what we have got. <laughs> right. You know, that was a badass ride. Yeah, it was a nice car. Yeah. I remember that too. Something about the radio was weird though. It had, it had an equalizer in it. Yeah. It actually had, had it was like the first time I ever saw an equalizer was yeah. in the fucking. <laughs> this whole yeah. movie. Didn't have red, red light interiors? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like in the inside, there was like a. You flip the switch and like it was like underneath the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Underneath the dashboard were these red lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was primer Crazy. black. Yeah. I remember the primer black, too. Yeah. That car was nuts. I, I would remember, like, if we, he would he'd, he'd drive me home from, like, football practice. And he would go the long way. So that he could go down on River Road, like um, go underneath the fifth, uh, go underneath the uh, Jerome Street Bridge, to, you know, so from yeah, like yeah. Jerome Street to the Fifteenth Street, like mm-hmm. that way. So he could just open it up and like show off for me. Oh really? Yeah. Because you go, you, like, you go around that bend underneath the Jerome Street Bridge, and you come up the hill, and like he, he like he'll already be accelerating coming up the hill. So, like, by the time you got to the top and you were, like, going down that straightaway, like, he was pushing, like, 
110. <laughs> you know, easy. Just like, like a fucking missile going like, you know, that's like half a mile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a quarter mile car. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know. Fuck cool race burners. That was a quarter mile car. <laughs> when mom first got up here, she had that Cordova. Yeah. I mean, it was a piece of shit, but it, it, the fucker was a V8 rear. Oh, yeah. That was badass. Leather interior. Yeah. It's yeah, but it was also a fucking old. boat. It needed that V8 to push that right. fucking... Right, but it was Chrysler's, like, only fucking attempted muscle car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then she, you know what? Um, no, the one I'm thinking of is the Fury. She had that Fury. Fury. I don't remember that. It was a boat. Oh, that was the blue with the white top. Yeah. That was yeah, a Pontiac she, Fury, because my parents she, got one, too. She bought She bought it off my... She bought it off Margie. Yeah, that I mean, that thing needed a V8 engine in it to push how much steel was wrapped around you. My buddy had not my buddy, uh, my brother. Well, you know, he had that Mustang anyway. I won't even go there. But he had uh, when that Mustang was done, he had. His first car he bought before the Tercel, 1986 Tercel, was a like a 1977 Ford LTD, the banana boat, banana boat yellow, green interior. Yeah, yeah, that thing was a fucking monster. I can imagine. I mean, you talk about your monster cars. Holy fuck. That thing was a beast. Yeah. I mean, people thought the Lincoln Town car was big. Mm-mm. Couldn't touch yeah. the Ford LTD. And I'll never forget, I had that, um, um, uh, whatchamacallit. Chevy, oh, I can't remember. But I had to, I, it looked like a cop car. Okay. Impala? And, no, it wasn't an Impala. Um, I can't believe I can't remember what this was. Crown Vic? But, no. But it, it, it looked like, it, it looked like a cop car, even though it wasn't. Uh-huh. And on top of that, I had like a spotlight. I don't know why I had a spotlight, but I had a spotlight. <laughs> and I'll never forget I was um I was trying to find somebody's house I, Scott, I was trying to find Scott Jenkins' house in Duquesne and I'm driving along and I'm looking like I'm trying to like look at a map as I'm driving so I've got the spotlight out and like there's these like kids like scrambling and running and then I hear somebody say that ain't no cop car I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> the spotlight, everything. I thought I was a cop. <laughs> nice. I was like, oh jeez. Then I like had to hurry because like they were coming to converge on the car. <laughs> Let me get out of here. 
Why the fuck did I have a spotlight with that car? I can't even remember. <laughs> I don't know. Weird shit. <laughs> Spot and deer. <laughs> right. Yeah. I did that once in Renzi. That fucker came after me. Spot a deer. Yeah, I was in Renzi and we spotted a deer and Jared and I. I think it was Jared and I. And he was Chad in the back seat. He always used to sit in the bed of my truck. Yeah. And uh, we were spotting deer and <laughs> Renzi. That fucker snorted and came after us. I wow. couldn't believe it. Yeah, I never ran so fast in my entire life. Gone. A long time ago. I used to go up to um, Portview Ballfield. Because uh-huh. yeah, I mean, you sit there in the parking lot, and like, like right behind, like the ball fields was the uh, the woods mm-hmm. that would. I mean, they, and they ran all over the place back there. You could yeah, sit back there and spot the deer. Yeah, that was always fun. <laughs> you probably get arrested now. Yeah, yeah. A lot of shit I got away with back then I get arrested for now, so. True. <laughs> you know. <laughs> for better or worse. Right, right. Why don't we uh, go ahead and dip our Tony old mailbag. All right. Mailbag. And <clears throat> as always... We hear from our good friend, Superfan Thad. Thad writes in, Hello, my two favorite hosts like to wash each other's backs in the shower after you drop the soap. <laughs> no. 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 When you got out of the shower and Nancy said, what could I go for? I was hoping she wanted no, no. No. Which one of you accidentally tripped the power cord with their penis last week? Well, <laughs> it wasn't the power that went on. It was apparently my internet. Oh, really? Penis internet. Yeah. Like, I got a message like, as, as we were recording. Like, last week, like, we lost, like, the last 15 minutes of the show. Really? Yeah. And, like, it told me, it, it was giving me a message that we had a bad connection. Mm. But, um, when I went to you know, edited it up. Like it was all garbled, so it was useless. Yeah, but we got all the conversation about guitars in, so that's what's good. <laughs> right. Um. Come on, Sean. I thought the piece of shit you put together the last time was that well. Everyone knows you screw the hole. Your little thing goes in the big hole. What? Yeah, I was complaining about that that fucking server I had to put together for Nancy. That. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other things have gone together rather easily, Thad. Just that that thing was a a massive, massive piece of shit. 
<laughs> Ian is right. Netflix did not let Jupiter's legacy to spread like no. Everyone did not get a turn. Well, you can still watch it. It's not like they took it off of Netflix. It's just they're not going to get a second season. Right. But we'll have more on that next week. <laughs> Ian, what's up mm. with all the family interruptions during the podcast? <laughs> there are more people coming and going than the last time Sean and I went to that glory hole. Wow. 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 Um, <laughs> busy house. Well, Ian, look, un- unlike here in my home, where <laughs> you know nothing goes on, Ian's house is a very busy place. His his family is up to stuff. They're doing things. They're out and about. They're going to activities. They 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 they're they're busy people. They are busy. They are. Yeah, so <laughs> let them be. Right. Speak, speaking of which, I meant to ask you, just hmm. out of sheer curiosity, how was In the Heights? It was good. I forgot. I, I can't believe I forgot to mention that. Oh, you probably forgot to mention it because you knew I really don't care about it. <clears throat> it was good. Was it? Yeah, it was real good. Now, did you go to a theater to see that, or did you watch it on HBO Max? No, I watched it on HBO Max. Did any of your family go to a theater to see it? No. No, okay. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was curious about that. Yeah, no, we watched it on HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It. Yeah, I, it was very well done. I know it was like another musical that, that Lin-Manuel... Miranda. Yeah. He, he did. Yeah, he was I, I, very good. Yeah, and I saw he's directing something for Netflix, another musical with Andrew Garfield. Yes, I can't remember what it is, though. I can't remember either, but... But, I mean, it was good. I yeah. mean, the guy definitely has talent, put it that way. Um, and, uh... Yeah. He's smart, too. Yeah. And on, uh, you know, when he did that Disney deal, I looked up his net worth just because I was curious. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's worth, like, $80 million or something like that. Yeah. But um, when he releases Hamilton on DVD, he gets all those proceeds as well. Yeah. He built that into the contract. Yeah. Which is smart, you know what I mean? Right. Um. No, I mean, here's the thing. Like, this is a, this is an interesting thought, though. Like, when they release that on DVD, like, how, like how well do you think that'll fucking sell? Like, it seems like we we we're, we've entered an era, like, especially like the people who, the younger generation who enjoyed Hamilton more than, you know, most. Right. Like, they're not gonna buy a DVD. They might. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he'll still make money off it either way. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I'm, 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 I'm sure you know, Gen <laughs> X and, and the Boomers will be like, well, let's check that out. I'll, I'll buy the DVD. You know. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sure he'll make money off of that. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, it was it was really good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. I will not be watching it for those who are wondering. <laughs> Much like Hamilton, I will skip this. Okay. <laughs> I like I like poking that knife in there. Um Thad continues. Watched Loki. I liked it. Kinda reminds me of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah, because I like the 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 legends of tomorrow. Like their their job <laughs> is like you know with the timeline. Yeah. You know, and shit goes wrong with the timeline. They get like a uh, I can't remember what they call because it it's been forever since I watched the show. But like you know, they'll get like a an alert like you know something's going wrong with the timeline and you know. They go and they find out what's going on. They usually fix it in their own half-assed way. It's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the problem is like they're called the Legends of Tomorrow, but they're like really like the rejects. Like, cause I mean, it's like these are all like at the beginning, like at the very like the first few episodes of the show, they're like, you know, we are not the Legends. Like, we're not the Flash or or Green Arrow or you know all these heroes that you talk about. And they're like, no, you're the other guys. But you're the guys that we need. Oh, okay. You know, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. Sean, my coke is gone. Told me the other day he used to kick your ass and pull at the Portview Fire Hall. I told him that's not possible. Sean is the best. See, I stood up for you this time. Well. Well, I appreciate that. I suck at pull. <laughs> so, well, I'm sure this is a fictitious name of somebody you never spoke to. Um, anybody who told you they kicked my ass at pull is probably telling you the truth. <laughs> I was awful at pull. <laughs> I was not very good at darts either. <laughs> you, on the other hand, you, you are a master of the bar games. I, am. I, I I quite enjoy bar games. Uh, you you learned at a very early age how to shoot pole. I did. Your your grandma Bellamy taught you that. No. I no, thought not, she did. No. My dad. Because I, I oh, okay. Did she try teaching me talking. then? And Who? she got your grandma Bellamy. No way. She did because she got pissed at me because I wouldn't hold the stick right. Like she was getting frustrated. Like she's trying to teach me how to hold hold a pull cue. Are and you like, sure this is my grandma? Yeah. My little grandma. Yeah. Like I remember you you had like this little pool table. Oh, that mini I had. That mini you had, yeah. And she, oh, like, okay. I was I was like like you were you were doing something, and I was like messing around, and she was trying to teach me. <laughs> and she's like, well, you're holding the cue wrong. That's your first problem, and she's trying to teach me how to properly hold the cue, and I just couldn't figure it out. And, <laughs> and like at one point, she's like, "You are not that bright, are you?" I'm like, ah, "I'm just not made for this." Shit. My grandmother said that to you. Yeah, like, like, I mean, 
I don't think she meant it any way, but it was like you could tell, like, like she was getting frustrated because, like, she's like, it's it's very simple, Sean. Just hold it like this, and I'm like doing this, and I'm, you know, you know, I'm doing all sorts of shit with my fingers, and she's just like shaking her head at me, like, yeah, this boy ain't that bright. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> I don't ever remember that. Yeah. Like, I'll never forget it because it was like one of those things that, like, later on in life, when like you know. People are like, hey, you want to shoot pool? I was always kind of like, yeah, I don't know, because I had a little southern woman tell me I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'll try. She was the first one. They called me dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he will towards the woman. I mean, you know, she was right. I, I was kind of stupid for not being able to figure it out. And years later, I still can't. So. <laughs> she was ahead of the game, God bless her. Maybe she taught my dad and my dad taught me. Yeah. But the real first experience was actually with my sister, my oldest sister. Yeah. Was She was the first person actually took her time with me and took her time showing me how to play the game. She taught yeah. me how to hold the cue, and she was good. The you know. Yeah, I could see Kath lost one. No, it wasn't Kath. Oh, it wasn't Kath. My sister Joan. Oh, okay. I yeah, like I said, I yeah, I only met her like four times in my life. Yeah. But you know, the one time I did meet her, she shot me out of shoe pool. Yeah. <laughs> At a campground of all places. Weird. You are gonna win me some money, little fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she taught me how to shoot. Nice. Yeah, I, I'd go like, yeah, you know, especially like the fire hall. Like, you know, people would see me shooting, pulling. Like, you want to put some money up? I'm like, no, no, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm being soccered. <laughs> right. Uh, Thad continues. Sean and Ian, hmm. when you go to the men's room, do you use the high urinal or the low urinal, and why? I use the low one. My balls fall into the high one, plus it's easier to squat and wash my ass out. Well, yuck and double yuck. I'll tell you now, I use the high one because I don't want to get pissed on my shoes. Okay. <laughs> I use whatever's open. Yeah. <laughs> but I usually won't use the middle one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I prefer a trough. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You give me I an prefer open the uh, Glassport Stadium trough, please. Yeah. You give me an open trough, I am good to go. I prefer to piss in sewage smell and spiders. <laughs> <laughs> and peeling paint. That's yeah. what I prefer. <laughs> hey, that was exciting news. Uh, apparently, uh, South Allegheny is getting a new stadium. Yeah. 
Yeah. Exciting to hear, but I also saw they're apparently going to be putting in field turf, which disappointed me. Okay. I I am in totally agreeance with you that they need a new stadium. Yeah. But somehow their money is being misdirected, and I and I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's impossible. Yeah, I'm sure there's a whole lot of other horse. I mean, I'm glad to see they're getting a new stadium, but well, no. I, I'm just saying that you know we pay outrageous amount of money in school taxes, and not to get political, uh, and you haven't paid your bus lease in two years. Yeah, and children don't have a way to get to school. I find yeah. a problem with that. But you want to build a new stadium. Yeah, you know. I got issues with that. I get that. Where were where were our tax dollars going toward the school? Yeah. <laughs> you're 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 collecting a lot of money from the residents. That's all I'm gotta say. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Like six hundred fifty, seven hundred dollars a year. Yeah. So you know, where's that money going? I'd like to know. Yeah. For all the residents of the borough. Yeah, it's a lot of Yeah, I agree with you. Like I, I understand your point. I'm not denying that. Um, I mean, this is a situation where, like, to me, like, I get, I, I don't know how shit works anymore. I honestly mm-hmm. don't. Um, I mean, back when I, I played, um, between the boosters and the the football team's budget, like. I had a new pair of socks every week, you know, right? new jock, shit like that. Like now it's like they make you buy your equipment. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I haven't seen one fundraiser for the goddamn thing. I haven't seen nothing. So I'm assuming we're paying for that. Right. Which I get. Is that going to raise my school tax up even more? Number one. Number two is I still want to know where the million dollars you owe for this fucking bus company went. Yeah. I would like to know. Yeah. Because you're cutting out all the human arts and stuff like that out of the schools. Right. So you're saving money for all these different programs. So where's your money going? Yeah. Seriously. And I mean, so, in all honesty, like, I mean, and it's one of those things where, like, the South Allegheny School District is, it's not a poor district. Like, it shocks me when I hear, like, they're cutting shit like that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You know, but. Whatever. What do I know? That's why I don't have kids. <laughs> Even if you didn't have kids and lived in the borough, you'd still pay school yeah. tax. Right. Yeah. So you would still question on why I'm paying yeah. this much money in school tax when, you know. Yeah. No, I get, I get what you're saying. Um, I just have some problems yeah. with that. Not that I don't think they need a stadium, because I think they do. Yeah. That stadium <laughs> was old when I played. Correct. Um, it needs we you know we need a stadium there, but um, up there, especially the, I think it's good you know, but come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I even like I even understand like you know my problem, which is nothing compared to what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But you know they're putting in field turf. Yeah. And like you know. To me, football should be played on natural grass. Right. Like, I understand why they're doing it because it's cheaper. 
mm. you know, and it's going to be a multi-purpose facility. So you're going to have soccer being played there and all that other horse shit. Yeah. But, uh, that just offended who knows how many people, <laughs> but, um, it's just, it's one of those things where like, to me, like, I mean, football is meant to be played natural grass and I'm sure it'll look nice and, you know, everybody will love it and, but, you know, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think any, I think very few high schools play on natural grass anymore. I hope they have the parking up there to do it. I, I don't know. I mean, you, that stadium fills up surprisingly. Um, because a lot of residents of Glassport walk to that stadium, go to games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I think. I mean, they're, they're, what they were talking about, I think in total, it would be like, 1500 people and that's going to be up at the school right yeah wonder where at the school where the track is now that's what i'm thinking yeah yeah that's the only place that you can really put it then you just got to start laying waste to some of the the trees and whatnot around there and make room for parking i guess yeah yeah, because I mean, it's like it's just it's one of those deals where I mean, you're right. Like you're, it, it does like they do sell because like in Glassport, that's just tradition. You just walk down to the stadium to watch the game. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, and then afterwards you go to a bar to have a drink to you know bitch about the loss. You know, right. but that, that's Glassport. You know, so like I I think that's something that I. I get why you want to put the stadium on campus. Yeah. But at the same time, I think you're going to lose a lot of that. Right. You know, because I don't think the people around the high school who live there are going to be like, hey, let's walk down to the game. No. You know. Yeah, not at all. That's just old time glass porters that are just like, you know, yeah, I'm going to the game. Yeah. I wonder how big it's. Get a 1500 you said that's pretty yeah, big stadium i, I think like they on, said like the it'll be like two-sided from what i understand the the home field side like you'll the home 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 fans will be on one side the uh visitors on the other side with the uh the bands and the corners i believe yeah. and the home stands will fit a thousand people and the visitors would fit 500 oh wow it's pretty good size. I mean, I don't think it's McKeesport Stadium or anything, but it's pretty good size. Yeah. Tiger Stadium's pretty big. It is. <laughs> it's huge. It was like, I've only, I've, I went to one game there. I think their stands run 100 yards. Yeah. I mean, it's not as big as, say, I mean, I wouldn't say it's big as Norwin or, uh, Or, uh, like, uh, Woodland Hills. Hemfield. Oh, my God. Hemfield Stadium is fucking. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, Baldwin's is, too. Yeah. There's some big stadiums around here, come to think of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Friday Night Lights is huge in this, in this area still. Still, to this day. 
Yeah, it is. Especially I mean, like I'm not, I'm not the top it. schools. Yeah, but Norwin's not a top school. No, but I mean it, it's still like quad A I mean, football. They get a draw. I mean, you yeah. Know. I mean, it, once you once you get out of like quad A and you drop to like triple A, like you know, Elizabeth is normally a big draw. TJ, West Mifflin, East um, Allegheny. East Allegheny. Another huge stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I can watch him recall it. Um, Aliquippa. Yeah. You know, that's monstrous. And, and Clareton, you know. Like, those are like sellouts. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's hard to get a ticket type of situation yeah. there. Um, <laughs> whereas, like, you know, like McKeesport and Hempfield and you know, even Woodland Hills, even though they, they, you know, they're not, I mean, it's still like, you know, the Wolverine is like, you know, still one of the biggest places in the, in the country to see a, a game. Yeah. You know, like shit like that, like, you know, they, they, they still draw. So, I mean, it's like. I, I still couldn't believe Hemfield Stadium. Yeah. I, I've never, I, I don't think I've ever been to a stadium like that. I mean, like. For high school sports, I unless I have been and I just I just couldn't believe the, of the size of the stadium. Yeah, EA is kind of on that same level, but I swear to God, when we went to because um, we had to go to Hemfield for a band festival, I think, and when I went into the stadium. I just couldn't believe the size of it. Yeah. I, I just, I couldn't. Like, you know, where they, you know, there's a part where they let in, you know, where they can let cars in and stuff like that or drop yeah. off stuff. And it felt like I was at, like at the entrance of Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just so fucking big. I, it was, it was insane. Unless my memories, no, it was that big, dude. It was just yeah. massive. Enfield has a lot of kids. I'm yeah. not gonna deny it. Yeah. But and they have a huge program. I, I I don't know if they're I don't know what I don't know what division they're in or what it, not division, but um, they've got con- this all screwed up though. Like because they, they went like with a five A and like I mean it, it's I don't even know what anybody is in anymore. But I mean it's just it's one of those deals where like yeah they they're 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 a top school, you know. Yeah. And uh, but like. You know, Friday Night Lights is a big thing, and it's it's still a big thing in this area. You know, yeah. like Pete. I mean, people talk about like you know Florida and Texas, but like you know, Western PA. Yeah, it's pretty big here. It's still a big deal. You know, TJ's got a nice stadium too. It's pretty big. The one side is. Yeah. Yeah, Elizabeth is the same way. Elizabeth forward. Yeah. Yeah, that one side's massive. Yeah. I always like Tiger Stadium, though. <laughs> I went to that one game. That one time, I, that place was a madhouse. <laughs> yeah, it was, was fine. It's fine. Tiger that, Stadium, that, good. And that was, I think, 
that was the Brandon Short year. Yeah. You know, like the year they won the the state championship and stuff. And I I got to go to a uh, it was McKeesport Woodland Hills at Woodland at McKeesport, and uh, mm-hmm. that place was rocking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just like, holy shit, this is what high school football really is. I, like. You know, I experienced South Allegheny high school football. You know, <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you were if you were playing in front of a thousand people, it was like a good a good night. Like that, I, I think there was like three thousand people. Like that, that was shoulder to shoulder. They were jamming in as many people as they could, and that place was rocking. Yeah, and it's fun. It was fun to be to tell you the truth, and Thad can attest to this too, because Thad were in, we were in band together. Man, it was fun to be in the band on such on a big scale like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the football team was usually pretty good. McKeesport's always had a pretty decent football team. Yeah, they're they're a playoff team on a regular basis. Yeah. And uh, but um, but being part of that, you know, with like being that we were a competition band, you know what I mean, and we had won states. By my senior year, three years in a row. Yeah. Uh, first place in our division. But we were loud. I mean, our band fucking rocked it out, and the cheerleaders and the band got along. You know what I mean? Like, it was, yeah. it was a different vibe. And the, the band and the football players got along. We cheered each other on. You know what I mean? Just because of playoff yeah. stuff. And so it was actually pretty cool. I mean, it was, and we had a good time in that stadium. Seriously. No, oh, yeah, I'm sure. And the bands, the competing band was like, like our band, our bleachers were in the end zone. Yeah. yeah the band had their bleachers. Yeah. yeah. And then the uh, visiting band had theirs, and then we'd have band yeah. stuff going on. But, I mean, we had a good time. Plus, it was a great seat for the games. And yeah. Because I remember, like, I actually sat. The student section was dilapidated when I was there. It was like, I think they had outhouses on that side. No, I'm just kidding. But, I mean, it was bad. Well, I think that's where I ended up sitting was, like, in the student section. Because, like, I was on the other side of the field. Like, you know, like, the, the nice stands over here, which was probably, like, for, like, season ticket holders and shit. And I was on the other side of the field. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, oh, huh? On like wooden, yeah, bleachers, like wooden, wooden bleachers and shit, yeah. And I, but still, Wait, it was like, yeah, like looking across <laughs> at that, like, because it, it's a big stadium to begin with, and like yeah, yeah. that, that was packed with nothing but red and blue, <laughs> right? You know, and then like over on the other side, it was like everybody else, and like it got a little rowdy over there, <laughs> you know, right. And I was over there like, with my South Allegheny jacket on. Right, right. I'm like, oh, this might have been a mistake. <laughs> I remember those days, too, because it was, like, you know, it was, it was a whole process for game yeah. day. You went home for, especially, you know, well, away games was even worse, but home games, you know, when you got to the stadium around 6, 6.30. You know what I mean? You had to walk yeah. over to the stadium. It was, I don't know. Then leaving the stadium was always you could never get out of the goddamn high school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. 
But um, I don't know. As much as I hated it at points, um, I'm glad I was a part of it. Because I got to see a lot of football, too. Yeah. Which is good. You know, I got to see Logan play. And yeah. Those guys play. And so it was definitely a cool, cool experience. Yeah, but that, I think that's a year younger than me. I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. So we had, a, I don't know, we seemed to have a good time in band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Yeah. Um. And now it's time for America's new, new, new favorite segment. What is Tim's wiener up to? This week, Tim sent me a picture of his wiener, and you will never guess what he did. Took Tim took his wiener to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Tim's wiener was all over the place. Tim's wiener was another customer's food. It was in their wings. Tim's wiener was covered in buffalo sauce. I bet that did not taste good. Tune in next week to see what Tim's wiener is up to. Okay, it's time to go. Platypus is going to celebrate my birthday weekend by pegging me with no. Happy 46th birthday, my friend. I hope you enjoy that pegging. (laughs) Yuck. And double yuck. <laughs> All right, well, is there anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, son, I'm good. All right, then uh, remember there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. I guess that's an email like Thad does each and every week. And in all, in all honesty, we'd like to hear from somebody else. Please, please, <laughs> I'm begging you. Uh, you can send that email to pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And uh, remember our number. We, remember we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. Uh, you can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search. And you'll find all the other great stuff they have to offer. And lastly, as always. We want to thank you, dear listener, for uh, checking us out and enjoying our hijinks and shenanigans. Or one or the other, whichever you prefer. I don't care. Hmm. Uh, but we can't thank you enough. And, and thank you so much for your support. And Be a friend. Tell a friend. Right. So on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>